Big Fluff. Hey everybody, I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where usually we watch maligned movies and we find their silver linings. What do you mean usually, Joel? Well, Andy, we stipulated in our contracts that one day a year we would take a break from watching these movies so that we could focus on our true ambition, getting paid. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> because look, we love doing the show. Uh, we do it for the love of cinema. And so Speak for yourself. I'm, this is purely a cash grab on my part. But I was going to say, we, we do the show for the love of cinema, but also we do it in the hopes of a big fat payday. So we yeah, we're end- hoping to get that big fat movie check. <laughs> so we end up inevitably just pitching. And look, I'll admit that we might be biased because there are ideas, but solid gold ideas. Like just licenses to print money. Licenses to print money, industry-changing, brilliant ideas, just week after week. And whether we're pitching wrestlers from the 1980s that we could go back in time and wish we could have created. Yeah. Or really truly heartfelt romantic comedies. We have great ideas. Or and vehicles lo- for the rock. I was gonna say a lot of things with the rock, a lot of fast and furious. We did a fast and furious month, so we ended up with some fast and furious pitches. But point being we are we have an eclectic array of pitches, so uh, I assume you're all in the industry and you're listening because uh, you're looking. Look, it's been a tough year. COVID, you know, theaters have been shut down. I mean, Spider Man did really well, but other than that, like box office returns are down. Everyone's wondering will people return to the movies? They will if you make one of these movies. So just pick one. It doesn't even you know, matter. Pick a timestamp, whatever intro or whatever pitch is playing during that little timestamp. Yeah. It's you you make will, that one. Yeah. And just sit make it, sit back, collect your money. It's that easy. Yeah, you hire us, you write us a ridiculous check. Mm-hmm. Look, and, and then return on investment tenfold minimum. And that's minimum. the thing, the more you pay us, the more you'll get a return on that investment. This is how it works. That's that's how I understand it working. That's math, you know. So, okay. Just means that you can find us, you can hit us up, just or just mail us cash. You don't even have to hit us up. Just send us the money and we'll assume that you... We accept bags of cash. Yeah, yeah. Just outside <laughs> our houses. To, if you find... Actually, that would be terrifying. Don't do that. But, you know, like Venmo or something. I would be okay if, like, a limo driver just showed up with an attache case popped it open, there's just bands on bands on bands, handed it to me, walked away, and written on the top of the briefcase is lasagna and Cubanos. Okay, so, so do that, and then Andy will give me half, you know, but don't, don't come to my home. I live here. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm just trying to hang out with Molly and, and our dog and no one else, so. But That's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm more open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always have been. That's why we work well together, you know, because you're the person who will speak to others. So that really helps. <laughs> right. And, that, and you need that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. All right. But without further ado, there's so many pitches. We got to get to these. Uh, yes. But yeah. Uh, holler at your boys.
I did find that a little strange in terms of what to expect in those moments of like, do we want them to die? Do we do we want Kevin Hart to like face a grizzly end? Do we want him to survive? Do we want him to have a change of heart? Like what actually is change of heart? I yeah, I didn't even do that on purpose. Uh um, yeah, like, and granted, because this movie was kind of trying to meld genres, it, it felt like it had a hard time, like, staying in a lane. Has anyone ever pitched a body switching movie called Change of Heart with Kevin Hart in it? It could be him and The Rock, because I love when him and The Rock work together. Yeah, that would but, be. But yeah, you call it Change of Heart, and it's, uh, honestly, they could be The Rock. And it's, you know, and if they could be The Rock and Kevin Hart. I was going to say, I wouldn't even write characters. You call it Change of Heart, and they just, they switch bodies, and Kevin Hart has to do... A return to WrestleMania, like Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, definitely. Oh my God, this. Is... And the Rock has to do a stand up set, like in a coliseum. Yeah, he has to do like a like a you know Houston Astrodome or yeah Wembley and, Stadium or something. Yeah. No, change of heart with the Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that might be our first pitch for. That's the first pitch for twenty twenty one, and All I think right. it's it's it's. It's up there with the best pitches that we've had. It, I mean, it's up there in terms of excuses to print money for sure. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I can see those box office returns. So again, Hollywood, if you want a movie that is going to be number one at the box office, if it's not up against a Marvel movie and, you know, probably stay in the top five for about five weeks back when theaters get open again. Um Change of heart. Come, holler at your boy. Yeah. Holler at your boys. Man, I'm just Change picturing heart. Kevin Hart like doing a rock bottom and a people's elbow to someone. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, okay. But where are we at? Where are we? I don't care. No, I want to keep talking about change of heart. Like, okay, sure. What else you got? You know, there's just like you see the you know the rock as Kevin Hart or Kevin Hart as the rock parenting the rock small children and <laughs> oh, just all of it. Yeah, no, this God, I want the, I want this I'm I want this movie to happen. Let's let's do this, Hollywood. Holler at your boys, like I said. <laughs> Anyways, back to the back to, okay, no, sorry, I was just in the moment. That was that was that's a good pitch. It really is, man. No, it's a I, really good pitch. I really want to write that, honestly. Yeah, I I'm in. I'm so in. <laughs> um anyways. And the, the <laughs> so then like the Rock as Kevin Hart just cuts a wrestling <laughs> promo for the stand-up special. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's he like, definitely you Rudy Poo candy, yes. And, like, Kevin Hart has to make people laugh because he can't physically overpower them as The Rock. So he has to really lean on the comedic side of, you know. Yeah, and they both learn something. The Rock learns uh, because that's what it is. You know what it is? At the beginning of the movie... They're having a conversation and they kind of don't respect what the other one does where they're just sitting there going like the rocks like, man, I what are you talking about? Like I, I main evented WrestleMania. I know what it's like to like have a crowd in the palm of my hands. I could be a stand up. It's not that hard. And Kevin Hart's like Psh, wrestling. I could do that. That's not that hard. Like you just they give you all... a script. They tell you what to do. I've acted. I could do that. Yeah. And so that's what they have to learn. That's the change of heart from the title is that you know they both have a an appreciation a newfound appreciation for what the other guy does and then the end of the movie is the red carpet for like the sequel to ride along or whatever buddy cop movie they've done before and they finally respect each other i thought the main i thought the ending was that they have to like main event a pay-per-view as a tag team against uh the new day 
Yeah, that's it. Never mind. My idea sucks. Um, <laughs> they have to do both on back-to-back nights. Oh, yeah, because that was the thing. They they were trying to get each other to cancel the other one to go to whatever the thing was. And that's, right. that was the whole disagreement was about which was more important and which was more frivolous. And then they have to do both. Master of both worlds. Boom. That is a tight script. That is a that is oh man that's Hollywood <laughs> holler at your boys yeah, come on we will yeah. write this movie Stephen Tobolowski is great yeah no I mean yeah Tobolowski is a great guy to play a parent who it makes you uncomfortable by talking about how much he loves like having sex with his wife yeah like, just that's good casting um I assume that he's playing Ned Ryerson, although I don't know if that's true or not. Isn't um, he always? Well, that would put Groundhog Day in the <laughs> Hangover in the universe. Hangover universe. Yeah, which I would watch a Hangover movie where they had to relive the same day over and over again. That was a Hangover. That would be interesting if it was That'd the be an day interesting after concept. If it was just the Hangover Day. But yeah, they just have to relive that day over and over again, and like you know, Mike Tyson and the Tiger show up, and you know. That'd be that'd be intriguing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'd be more interesting than any of the other Hangover movies they made. Oh, for sure. That's four for four for McConaughey. By the way, being a silver lining uh, this month, I'd and I don't think see... we intended that going in. But no, I'd hate to see the movie he's not a silver lining in. It's either great or unwatchably bad. Yeah, or it's that, um, that Lincoln commercial. <laughs> Or is that Lincoln? Because the silver lining there is the car. I mean, let's be honest. That you want to talk luxury, folks. Uh, Lincoln's, you know, just uh, the top of the line. If you want to ride in comfort, you want to ride in style. Ride in the Lincoln. Yeah, and uh, that ad read and many others could be featured on the show weekly, Lincoln. So think <laughs> just about it. Nudge, hint, hint. Yeah, just that was a freebie, but the next one cost you. So uh, holler at your boys, you know. Uh, <laughs> Give us a ring. It is. Look, I mean, we've, we're getting more and more transparent about it. The longer the show goes on, we're only doing this in the hopes that there's a big payday somewhere on the other side. This is a, a get rich quick scheme that, uh, is very thinly veiled at this point. Look, and we don't, don't make us start like, you know, a pyramid scheme or something. I don't want to start like selling you guys. Well, you, so here's the deal. You, you all subscribe to our podcast and then you start your own podcast. And then if you get new people to sign up to podcasts, they have to listen to your podcast and our podcast. Also, sorry. I said that like, cause we shouldn't do that. But also, is that a good idea? Is <laughs> that might be a good idea. Yeah. I don't even know if it's a good idea, but is that is that what podcasts are? I actually think that might be what podcast networks are. That's 100% what podcast networks are. <laughs> so in a way, we've already done it. So, so just, yeah, write us a check. Yeah, send us that fat podcast money. Um, Except <laughs> the only winners are the people who sell the recording equipment. Right, yeah. <laughs> Zoom H4N is, uh, you know, they're they're making money. Um, which we've always said software we've always said zoom is the lincoln of recorders so yeah if you want to record your music (laughs) and record it in style record with a zoom yeah your audio will be all right all right all right and uh if you don't have a zoom you'd be much cooler if you did (laughs) you keep talking at different volumes their levels stay the same same. (laughs) (laughs) 
on. The fact that he just is wearing his suits and just being like, I'm Bruce Wayne. I took my jet here to to find Aquaman or like I Bruce Wayne broke into your apartment and I'm going to throw a batarang at your face to prove that you're the Flash. Like, I just why? Why? Why can't he be Batman in those scenes? Because they don't understand the source material. Yeah, like why bother to to uh, you know modulate your voice at that point? Why not just be like, "Hi, everybody, I'm Bruce Wayne," in the full Batman mask. Yeah, or if you went uh, full Chucky from uh, Goodwill Hunting, yeah. just full on Boston accent, just regular old Boston Ben. <laughs> Mine as well. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, the best part of his day is when he thinks that Superman might not show up. The best part of my day is when <laughs> I get out of the Batmobile, I walk up to the Daily Planet. Carrying my donkeys. And my <laughs> I got a donkeys, I got a couple of crullers, and you know, I just I, I, I knock on the door of the Daily Planet, and I just hope, hope that Clock Kent is not going to answer the door. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Boston Batman coming to you. We will write that movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Dark we... Knight. There it is. There it is. Where's the Batmobile? I parked it near Harvard Yard. <laughs> now give the guard a quarter for some chowder. <laughs> I'm not a cop. <laughs> also, um, I this isn't a real silver lining, but I'm still going to say it. I thought it was funny when Lex Luthor said that we have to form a league of our own because it was supposed to land really big. And it just made me think that he was going to start a women's baseball league. Wait, that's not what? Yeah, he, he and Deathstroke are going to start coaching. <laughs> the the, uh... ba- they're going to invent time travel to go back to the 40s and coach a women's baseball team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think that's what Flashpoint is. If it's not, God, I hope. Like, Warner Brothers, I don't know how far you are along in pre-production of Flashpoint, but stop the presses, let me tell you. And because we got an idea. What if Lex Luthor and Deathstroke go back in time to coach a women's baseball league because all the men are away fighting the war. Mm -hmm. And Wonder Woman's fighting the war. (laughs) And Wonder Woman's fight. Wonder Woman's hiding out now because it's not the yeah. 80s yet. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's back in hiding. <laughs> how does he know what cyber porn on the internet is? He, he just got out of jail. How's, how's he? Peter's in, in Joliet prison. The, the, the access cyber porn? He's looking at cyber porn in Joliet. Listen, if there's porn in a prison, they're getting cyber porn. Okay. I just, 98? Like, with those yeah, dial-up that, modems? I mean, that's yeah. That, you know they they didn't even have a fifty six k at Joliet State Prison in nineteen ninety eight. It would have taken a whole day to to download a picture of a boob in in nineteen ninety eight and using their Wi Fi. So. Or and hear me out on this. <laughs> You've been in prison for eighteen years. You get out and find out that there's porn on the computer. Is that not the first thing you're doing? Okay, you've already written a funnier scene than anything that's in this movie. If <laughs> if there was like a 10-minute scene where he discovered cyber porn and just stopped everything he was doing to be like, do you guys, did you know there's <laughs> they porn got, on the they internet? Got porn. <laughs> you can see everything. I saw boobs. I saw. <laughs> we could get the band back together a little bit later. 
get my band back together. He's a uh, oh, I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi I to mean, the bishop. You telling me the guy who got a blowjob from a ghost isn't taking a few minutes to to look at some porn <laughs> before you're starting on that mission? Yeah, it's um. So Hollywood, if you want us to remake uh, Blues Brothers 2000 in 2022. <laughs> Blues Brothers 2022. We're here for We'll do it. it. Yeah. We're here. Yeah, we're in 100%. What's J. Evan Bonifant doing? Also, how about this? That what's the, sorry, what's the the Gator? What's the the super band? The Louisiana they, Gator Boys. Okay, how about this? Blues Brothers 2022. The Louisiana Gator Boys are on a mission from Satan. <laughs> how about that? I'm pretty sure most of the Gator Boys are I think Travis Tritt is the only one still alive. I mean, you could have put the Louisiana Gator Boys out there to do the alphabet song and it would have crushed. Which you Watching... will see in our movie Blues Brothers 2022. Yeah, we promise. That's our promise um, to you. Because we're also, we're going to get Frank Oz back, but he's going to be Muppets this time. Yeah. So, so they're Muppets. They're going to, they're going to, after they got caught by the police in the uh, ride off into the sunset chased by the entire Illinois State Police Department, uh, they go to Muppet jail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it turns out the Muppets actually had jurisdiction on a lot of their crimes. Yeah, um, you know, it's they, they actually run the Louisiana Bayou, which most people don't know. Um, and yeah, and so they go to Muppet Jail, and it's Frank Oz. And then the, the surviving Louisiana Gator Boys, so Steve Winwood, Travis Tritt, and Gary U.S. Bonds are going to sing... Uh, the alphabet song to try to Muppets to try. Well, they're because they're on a mission from Satan. So they're trying to get Sesame street bulldozed, but then that's where the blues brothers come in and they're going to have to save save, Sesame street, save Sesame street from them. And And we're going to get all your favorites, Joe Morton and that kid, but older now. Yeah. That kid who's now 30, (laughs) he's going to be in it. And also, Goodman, I guess. Yeah, why not? They're all gonna. They're all gonna be. They're back. gonna be there. Yeah, and Blues Traveler again, probably. Yeah, we can. I'm, what's John Popper up to? He'd do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So like, you know what? Screw it. We're we're gonna have Jim Belushi. Yeah, and you're gonna love him. Lo- adore. You're gonna. You'd be like, there's another Belushi. Here's the thing, though. He's playing Elwood. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap your noodle around that one. You can't. You can't. And then he just talks about his brother a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is already better. Uh, Yeah, that uh, we've been thin on the pitches, but I think we got one this week. Oh, we haven't as many pitches in 2021 as we had in 20 in our first year. But this is a good one. Blues Brothers 2022. Yeah. So Uh, so that means it's going to come out two years ago. Yeah, well, last year it should have come out last. It year. Come out last year, yeah, but yeah. because of COVID and everything, yeah, yeah. it's actually going to come out in twenty twenty. And yeah, don't worry, COVID's going to be in the movie. We know COVID. that's what everyone wants. Is just they want COVID. Is, <laughs> people are going to be saying years from now, the quintessential piece of COVID cinema. Yeah, Blues Brothers twenty twenty, and they're definitely going to say the only movie that to address COVID with Muppets in it, <laughs> where Muppets get COVID. Yeah. Because you know, you just know Grover's anti-vax. Yeah, and you animal's not wearing a mask. No, I mean, oh, come but, on. But man, when when Electric Mayhem 
like joins up with the Blues Brothers at the end. Oh, it's gonna be really emotional. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the moment we've all been waiting for is to see Jake and Elwood fronting Electric Mayhem. It's. I think it's wood. If you really go back and watch the original, I feel like it's what it was always building towards. Because also, don't forget that the Muppets used to be on Saturday Night Live. So right. It all. It's just like connected. Cogs connected in a machine. Universe. Yeah. It's just all fitting together. Yeah. Um. So stay tuned for that. Hollywood, Danny, if you're listening, uh, hit us up. We got pages we can send you right now. Yeah, but you're going to want to put down that Skull Vodka before you start drinking, because otherwise you're going to spit it out. About, yeah, you're not because that it's, crystal vod, crystallized vodka everywhere. And not because it's not delicious, but because you're so shocked with the quality of Blues Brothers 2022. So make sure to take a nice swallow of that crisp, refreshing crystal head vodka. Yeah. Which set all- the cup down, set that beautiful crystal skull bottle down far away from you in case you fall off of your chair and do a hilarious pratfall. You know what? And also... Look, I, I I didn't want to give this part away because it's my favorite part of the script. But it, but Danny, if you're listening, and I know that you are, and you're you're on the fence about I don't know, you know, Blues Brothers 2000, I don't know, people didn't really like it. Are they going to want 2022? Two ghosts blow you at the same time. Boom. All right, so let's we're going to remake Garfield in 2021. Chris Parnell is playing John. Brad Garrett's voice in Garfield, and uh, Stephanie Beatrice is playing Liz. <laughs> but it's, it's gonna be great and it's gritty it's a gritty super gritty it's so it's, gritty it's so dark it turns out that garfield's parents were killed in front of him on a monday yep and that's why he hates it and the the thing was they were taking him to an italian restaurant when they were murdered and that's yeah. why he loves lasagna because it's the only memory of that solace he, that he has in his life yeah and uh, what he doesn't know is it was Odie's parents that killed his parents. Right. And Odie doesn't know. I was going to say it was Gritty that killed his parents. <laughs> oh, Gritty's in it. for sure. Gritty's, oh, yeah. Gritty is Gritty's somehow the villain. in it. He's the villain in the movie. and Because he's just going. No, no, no. Here's, no. here's the thing. Gritty's not in this one. He's teasing him. sequel. Yeah. A Tale of Two Gritties. <laughs> and Garfield gets mistaken for Gritty. Yeah. And he has to be the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. But he's really lazy because we understand the characterization. Right. Yeah. And then Gritty is living with John Arbuckle, played by Chris Parnell. And and the thing is, even though Gritty is not the same size as Garfield at all, like nobody notices. Yeah, like, nobody knows. It's not, never not commented on. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. And uh, since uh, Prince is dead, unfortunately, we're going to get right. Tim Curry to voice Gritty. Right. Yeah. And this time, for me, we're going to try to get John Cleese. Yeah, we're going to get... Who knows for what role, but we'll get him. Yeah. Although there's part of me that, like, I'd rather just have Gritty not talk as Gritty doesn't talk. Oh, he doesn't talk. But, like... But he's voiced by... But he's voiced by Tim Curry, who does, like, a series of, like, kind of grunts and just, like, Mm. sounds... Yeah, it's mostly just sounds, but... But you want to get Tim Curry for that. Oh, yeah, you definitely want to get... Tim Curry that I mean that's you want someone just to make a bunch of grumbles you get Tim Curry yeah you want to you want a talking tree that just says its name over and over again you get Vin Diesel you want a mascot for a hockey team that just grunts you get Tim Curry yeah if Prince isn't available which right now as far as we know he isn't yeah he's hanging but if out Prince with... is available we could get Lorenzo music back that'd be good and then also I mean in this world Bowie's still around too so let's get him 
Yeah, let's have him do the soundtrack. Oh man, that'd be great. Don't date your your uh, agent. agent. That's a that's just not smart. I mean, that's why I had to make Joel break up with the agent that sells our podcast. Yeah, we man, and they were like, man, if you knew the agent, just huge, huge Hollywood player, big right? time, big time, and with the movie, right? We had contracts to make this into a movie. You know, like think about it. Silver Linings Playback, the movie. It was about yeah. it was about Andy and I. Instead of they wanted to do this weird thing where, like, instead of doing a podcast, we were entering a dance competition. But, uh, but like De Niro was attached to it, and yeah, it was a big thing. There was Oscar buzz, and then you know they we had to fire our agent, and then the deal fell through, and then they made a subpar knockoff of it with uh, Bradley Cooper playing Andy and and Jennifer Lawrence playing me. And I mean, they were fine, but they were all right, but not as good as we would have been. Yeah, not not even close. Um, God, and Chris Tucker's a sweetheart, and I, I just wish we could have gotten to spend more time working that out because he's a good dude. Those lunches that we had with Tucker were <laughs> that was what I look back on the fondest. Dude, I can't eat a spicy chicken sandwich and not think about just Chris Tucker, Chris Tuckering. Matt, and look, it, this is gonna sound scary, but it was actually really funny when when Andy, so Andy was eating the spicy chicken sandwich from Helen Ray's, and it got. Lodged in his throat. And then Chris Tucker, first of all, springs into action, saves Andy's life. But then Andy's kind of like gasping for air. And Tucker's just like, you got knocked the fuck out. And it was, <laughs> man. Great. Man. Just, and it, we were even like, oh, I thought you didn't even swear anymore. You know, like I thought you, you know, but he was like. Cleaned up. For, do for you guys. Yeah. It was, yeah. man. Big ups to Chris Tucker. The Ruby uh, Rod think- stories that he tells. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, man, some of the cut scenes from that, like just some of his ad libs that didn't make it in that he was sharing with us. Yeah. Gold. That guy's great. Yeah. And man, he made you feel like you knew Tiny Lister. Yeah. Oh, man. There's the one time where he was going to, you know, introduce us, but like things fell through. And because, you know, he did two movies with Tiny. He did Jackie Brown and he did uh, Fifth Element and mm-hmm. Friday. Bunch of movies. Oh, well, yeah. With no, Thomas Tiny Lister. Yeah. Yeah, their careers uh, are really more intertwined than you remember. I, yeah. I don't know if this counts, but like I could watch a Tyrese and Ludacris spinoff, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, also, have, I don't give a shit about either of them. <laughs> well, also, yeah, like the the like watching having just watched the their what is it? Too Fast, Too Furious. Like they weren't really friends in that. So I want if we're going to jump around on the timeline and we're going to have all this stuff with Han. What what's happened since that movie that like seems yeah, to be where like, did they form that bond? Yeah, and bond slash rivalry. Yeah, I would definitely watch that. I would watch any. Spe- I would watch. Yeah, immediately after this movie, when they both just have those cars and they're driving around the same town. Like yeah, I would just- watch a real time Richard Linklater esque. <laughs> just watch the next two hours of their life. Yeah, just almost where we'll just like follow them until they run out of the money trying to one up each other. <laughs> like, just God, that's a movie. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. If do we, you're listening and we, we know you are. How did we accidentally <laughs> pitch that? Yeah, that I mean, I mean, now given. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't have to make sense. So. <laughs> No, no, don't yeah. don't let that confine you. Don't yeah, don't let like, logic hold you back. Just yeah, like and like if somehow that they end up blowing blowing that money on 
Like if, if the whole movie that they, they, they spend their money on stuff that was like super expensive, they probably ten million dollars couldn't afford. But at the end, they blow it on something that's like actually affordable. But the movie makes it like it's very expensive, like a two like 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 a two bedroom home in Bethesda. It's a show that brings the camels back. It's something I would like to see. Yeah, they we, decide to get a modest duplex. Yeah, <laughs> in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Yeah, but but like that's they find out that they're broke. So Fast and Furious presents Tej and Roman is that yeah. that's what we're yeah. pitching like. Yeah. I'm so impressed that you remember these people's like characters oh. names. You bring up a good point which is who washes all the cars in the Fast and the Furious universe. You know because a lot of these cars have been in storage like they come out like who does someone is there is there a possible spinoff of just the guy whose job it is to make sure these cars are like factory showroom ready? Yeah. It's time. Well, I, I get the impression that they spend a lot of time in garages and so and under tarps. So they're probably in like, I mean, they're not getting bird pooped on or pollen pollen coated in their their sanctuaries. <laughs> I also envision that they have like, yeah, these cars have their own homes in in the universe of Fast and Furious. Yeah. And most of these movies take place in rather exotic tropical locales. So they're not dealing with the salt damage or anything like that. So these, I mean, these cars are, it's pretty easy upkeep. Yeah. But there is a guy that yeah. just, he walks around with a diaper and just gently, <laughs> gently washes the car. I want to know his story. I think that's what we're yeah. all saying. We want to know who that guy is. Yeah. That well, would be an excellent spinoff. I mean, the ninth movie is coming maybe, or it'll be Fast and Furious presents the guy who washes the car. <laughs> I found it interesting that Vin Diesel at the very beginning was giving advice on, on how much Paul Walker's life would change as Mia's, you know, delivering the baby. Um, and I was like, but I don't think he doesn't have kids. Right. And as a character in this. So like, that's kind of like a load of shit coming from him. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking well, about, but he's all about family. So he, he knows right. how so family He's something work. of a sage when it comes to this. He understands yeah. all aspects of family. <laughs> Parent-child dynamics, sibling dynamics, yeah. distant relative dynamics. He actually knows what like first cousin once removed means. Mm -hmm. That's how much he understands family. He's a family specialist. Yeah, he, yeah, he's from genealogy to family psychology, all of it in between. Dom Toretto is your man. <laughs> That's a movie, Dom Toretto, family psychologist. I'd watch that. I think that's that's what Vin Diesel was making for Disney before he found this franchise. I think was various versions of that. Yeah, maybe that's why he and The Rock don't like each other too, because they both were competing for a lot of like the pacifier and uh, the you various know, like, like Mr. Nanny esque roles. That was another. Just it reminded me of another great recontextualizing scene. Uh, the when they first introduced Paul Walker in the movie, when you see him like kind of like you know doing like the close look at the thing, and he shifts into gear, and it's just to pull up to the next spot to drop his kid off at preschool, like well done. That is definitely that's like a daddy daycare kind of like that's de that is classic like comedy. Oh yeah, you know just, it's not groundbreaking, but it it was like yeah no that's definitely me. yeah James Wan. <laughs> right, it it would have like in a different direction of the narrative. I wouldn't have been surprised if there was some dramatic moment where like he pulls some some carnage in a minivan, right? Like oh yeah, right, yeah. Which is maybe the the funny thing is that. Uh, of everything that they've done, I don't think they've explored that of like put them in not fast cars. 
Can it's you imagine the, a minivan? Like, like awesome vehicle, awesome vehicle, yeah. awesome vehicle with a parachute minivan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a situation where they don't think he'd be able to show up and he shows up at the last minute. It's like when the Millennium Falcon shows up at the end of Star Wars. Like, it's just he has to show up in the minivan to help win the battle. That'd be crazy. He shows up like in the, 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 the child Astro to the side, van. kind of like raising Arizona style briefly, like goes yeah. out, kicks butt, opens the door. Yeah. Reaches. Yeah. You could kind of do the thing with the kid, too, of like, don't watch, you know, like, you know. <laughs> That classic, like now, da- remember, Daddy said never, never drive like this, never hit, you know, <laughs> like all of yeah, that hits a controlled itself. slide, yeah, <laughs> like a Vietnam helicopter gun mini gun out the <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> the sliding door. I, I could already hear Ludacris going, "You drifted." In a minivan, like yeah. that's a trailer moment right there. Like, There's also definitely like a room for product placement because like they show them press the button for the automatic door and it conveniently opens. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, him trying to convince them that it's actually a cool car. Like, yeah, yeah, and it turns out like he still has cans of Nas. Like it actually is souped <laughs> up. Like from oh man, missed opportunity. <laughs> that is one of the most like classic comedy setups of we're getting a close-up of it's just the rock's face he's saying a lot of like military sounding things like he's he's talking about this mission of life and death and then he's talking to a group of young girls immediately hilarious premise and then yeah um yeah it's just i what i loved about it is like obviously that's classic but then one the rock is so charismatic and two the fact that then it sort of almost turns it back 180 in that guy shows up to recruit the rock for a mission, but he still primarily is concerned with this game. This game is important. These girls are going to be upset. Like if, if we don't win, well, I can't talk many about patties at the mall. Yeah. I can't deal with your problems right now. Also the side note that there is just more women than there are girls playing because they all have the hots for the rock and are just <laughs> there to watch him coach. I mean, that tracks too. Yeah. No, that scene's great. That scene is a whole entire other movie that I would have watched. Is, I think that won the Oscar for best short film. I was going to say that. I yeah. was literally going to say I would have watched the movie of The Rock being a good dad. I'd also just point <laughs> out... I think, it, I think it's called The Game Plan. I think it's called... <laughs> <laughs> also, They've made I, that movie a couple of times. The oh, Tooth really? Theory, I think, is also that movie. Yeah, oh. no, no, the yeah, The Rock long ago realized pair him with like a young girl that needs a strong male figure in her life and and yeah that that is a Best. great i i will also point out though i mean give me a rock as a rival coach to ted lasso and i will watch that series of like ted lasso versus the rock you know that's season three of ted lasso yeah 100 I mean, this, this is our pitch for this week yeah season three so, of ted lasso is and the rock just like yeah he's the complete opposite like he's no, a real so hard season ass. two right is ted lasso gets uh the team back on track they win so another club decides well we should hire a football coach too yeah and, and they so hire they, the rock who's like the other kind of football coach who like university of miami like you right. know he's he's the loosely U. based on the rock and yeah. he shows up to, but he treats them like a football squad it's great yeah, he, he's like that stereotypical like mean football coach type and and it's their you know varying methods and then they play for the premier league championship and yeah that's season three so uh jason sudeikis we know you're listening yep all right thank you. your boys thank you for listening um, <laughs> Bring him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Wear your hoodie, man. Like we'll all get hoodies on and we'll, <laughs> we'll yeah. just Except like for Andy.
too hot outside. He needs to show off his gun. Yeah. Oh no, they have uh, tank top hoodies. I, I'll, I'll, oh, I'll right that. on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that from the, the Billichek collection? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most Hollywood actors are just as tall as you think they are. Yeah. So Vin Diesel is 6'1". If you meet him, expect to meet a six foot one inch tall man. Because that's how tall he is. I don't even know why I'm saying it like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so much emphasis on this. <laughs> Everyone's tall to me. I'm short. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm like, okay. Now, if you were my height, that would be weird. I mean, Tom Cruise. Also six foot one, I think. Yes. If you if you check his body, yeah. you, you saw him on a screen, right? You saw him on his yeah. <laughs> right. It's like uh, Mike TV from Willy Wonka, where they get actually shrunk <laughs> by getting traveled through television. Man, shrinking people down, not a bad pitch for future fast future and furious. Future fast and furious is oh my, oh my god, god. A tiny fast oh, yeah. and furious. <laughs> yeah, like racing through like blood vessels. Oh yeah. Like the magic school bus. Right. They have the race to stop a heart clog. They're outrunning like this, this well, like bioweapon. Yeah, it was like a, either like, yeah, a bullet or a bioweapon. They have to drive around inside someone's body. At, man, we were just full of pitches this episode, oh but yeah. Like, we've been light on pitches in 2021, but, so I think it's good to, yeah. that we've we've got season three of Ted Lasso. We've got Jason Statham uh, as the stork, and... <laughs> And just the future uh, Fast and Furious. Fast 10, Interspace. Wait, Fast and... Fast and Fantastic Voyage. (laughs) 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 I was trying to figure out the way to, like, combine them, but I think that's it. The Fast-tastic Voyage? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe for 10. The Fantastic Voyage. Perfect. It rolls right off the tongue. The fate of the furious, and then they made Hobbs and Shaw in between this and F nine. So they're and so, the Rock and Jason Statham won't be in F nine, but they might come back for ten, whatever that ends up being called. I thought we got it, didn't we? Fantastic voyage, I thought. Oh yeah, fantastic voyage. Yeah, fantastic voyage. That's yeah. the one in the body. That's <laughs> where, um, who should it be? It should be, it should be Tyrese because that's the funniest. So Tyrese has a biological yes. weapon inside of him and then they, they need 1970s. And if they want to tie it together, it's the same bioweapon from Hobbs and Shaw gets re, re-upped. Yeah, but it goes into him and they all have to shrink themselves down and d- defeat the virus. But then it's he the will the only way. But he has to lay perfectly still, but he keeps getting up to hit on nurses right? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they have tiny really like, tiny fast cars that go into them and then at some point thing. charlie's theron sends a rival gang of tiny car <laughs> thieves <laughs> to make sure that to take out that tiny gang of cars yeah because there's an evil nurse oh yeah this writes it that also writes itself yeah something that occurred to me this is unrelated to anything but why haven't George Went and John Goodman played brothers in a movie? Oh my god! Yeah, like why hasn't that happened a hundred times? Specifically, why hasn't it happened in King Ralph Two when George Went shows up to challenge him for the throne? <laughs> I mean, if we just take like, let's just say, let's make a King Ralph sequel in twenty twenty two with. With George Went vying hey, with John if they Goodman can, for the throne. Yeah, they made another coming to America. What if 
Why not it, another King Ralph? Why not another King Ralph, which is definitely a movie we should do on this show at some point. It 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 absolutely should show up on this podcast before too long. Um does the rock just live on a jungle set? Like if you want to find the rock for your movie, is that just where he hangs out now? You just find yes. him. Because they, I feel like they wrote it into this movie of like, well, he's on a jungle set, but uh, twist, it's actually the San Diego Zoo. But like, I feel like I've been watching 20, 30 movies recently where The Rock is uh, in a jungle. And um, also, I love that like, they were like, he's he's an animal trainer at the zoo, but also he was special forces. Right, but he was he was army special forces. But when he got out of that, he went into animal training. It's it's tale as old as time, you know. Yeah. A lot of those SEAL Team Six guys, that's what they do now. They all work at zoos. Right, uh, they're all zookeepers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I just I I'm just gonna say this, Rock, if you're listening, and I hope you are. Um, I'd love to see you play like a librarian or like the manager of like a chain of taco bells you know and nada used to be special forces has a secret set of skills like i don't want you to do that bob odenkirk nobody kind of thing like i just want you're just that guy and it's here's here's my pitch for this uh is you can't fight you have survived because you really like working out, but you've never been in a fight, but you've never had to be in a fight because of how buff you look. But then some guys show up to your, you know, regional grocery store that you're running. Right. <laughs> and they uh, just now you have to defend yourself, but you don't have the skill set at all. So how does that play out? He has to use uh, his charm and his. You know, so he, he it's all like tricks like he has to, he because he wants to. Here's the thing. He wants to be promoted from regional manager uh, to like a he wants a higher rung on the corporate ladder. But they're a little worried about his leadership skills. So he actually has to use leadership skills to defeat them. And he can't and use his fists. Use charm. And there's yeah. there's like a side character that's just like, wait. You're that buff and you're charming. What the hell? This is unfair. Yeah. And that guy weighs 96 pounds, but is trained in Gracie Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And right. like he just. It's Ray it. Park. <laughs> and he is just he is destroying people. Right. Yeah. And then X gonna give it to you kicks in. <laughs> All right. We got a movie. We just yeah. need a title. <laughs> um. Uh, we'll get them. we'll get yeah, we'll come yeah, up yeah. with that. I, was, I we'll, really we'll thought that post. I was so confident. I was like, you just something will come to you, and then there was there was nothing. But you know what? Hmm. That movie could get absolutely get made. It, that the yeah. Rock is just a workout enthusiast grocery store manager with a with a glass jaw <laughs> 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 that has literally like. He's strong, so he's like he's not a complete pushover, but he has no clue how to fight. No, the, the way I picture it is that he's never had to fight because everyone right. just assumes that this guy. And he, he just kind of does a little flex and everyone's like, oh, OK. But he finally encounters and he knows a haka. Obviously, he's going to do a haka. I'm not going to write a movie for The Rock where he doesn't do a haka. But like, no. but then like once that happens, normally that's enough that everyone backs down. But this is the one that this gang like they they don't back that's their in fact that's their motto never back down so it doesn't matter what he does and they're these are the new guys they're trying to get in to the crew 
So they really have to impress. Right. Uh, and so then like Rock has to throw a punch and he, like, he's like, ow. Also, he when, he, when he sees blood, he faints. Yes. Yeah. He can't handle the sight of blood. And he was going to fire Ray Park because he's terrible at his job. Right. But now he's but, always like coming in hurt from the various fights he does on the weekends and, uh, yeah, and on just, the way to work. He's a real hothead. He, he right. argues with the customers like he's shouting at everybody and he was going to fire him that day. It's just Friday. Yeah. And here's how the movie starts. We come. Th- <laughs> no, here, here. So the camera pans through a bunch of leaves and mm-hmm. everything. But as like it kind of spins and rotates, you see it's just the produce section. It's not a jungle. Ooh. Oh, that's good. And the rock's kind of cool, so he's wearing that vest that he always wears. Yeah, he's he's got, like, because it's a Trader Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got, like, the khakis on. Yeah. Holler at your boys, Hollywood. We got a movie for you. Trading Blows. Is that that the name? That might be it. (laughs) Trading Blows. Yeah. We got, we're a MacGuffin away from a summer blockbuster. Is really I, where we're at right now. That one, look, and I know, look, we'll write parts for Karen Gillan and Kevin Hart if we need to. Like, if, yeah, that's, if, if that's what's holding and, and us we'll up. And we'll just have from, Jack Black go, <laughs> and like, that'll be all we need. Jack Black's role is guy who's really mad that they're out of those uh, Reese's peanut butter cups that they have at Trader Joe's. And he's, right. and so they actually use him uh, when you first see him, that he's one of the guys that The Rock does the haka to. And it scares him off because he's real mad. Like Jack Black is ready to fight everyone. Oh, it's because it's really, this is just a cameo. Jack Black's not in the whole thing. Right. Uh, but he does then, angry Jack Black face and runs away. Yeah. He's scared and he runs off. Um, yeah. And like Karen Gillan plays, you know, she's she's a checkout, you know, one of the people at the checkout counter. But she she has bigger dreams than this. This isn't what she wanted to do with her life. And she's probably the love interest. Probably. I mean, that's a, that's a safe bet. Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, we could do maybe a triangle thing with, with Ray Park and The Rock. And then Kevin Hart, he has an establishment next door, and he's mad because the Trader Joe's parking lot, as you know, is terrible, and you can never park right, there. Right, it's a nightmare. So a lot of people actually park at Kevin Hart's store and walk to Trader Joe's, and he's had it with that. But he keeps, like, getting scared off by Dwayne Johnson being so intimidating. But, but he then figures out that The Rock can't actually fight when the, the bad guys show up. He He's showing up to confront him and he's terrified of him. But then he sees that he's actually doesn't know how to fight. And that the, the careful Rock facade is crumbled. And now Kevin Hart feels like this is his time to win this movie perpetuates hollywood's favorite myth that we don't use all of our brain and but wizards do and that's why he's jay barishaw is good at science because he uses all he's able to access more of his brain yeah well i'm just gonna look if any of if any aspiring screenwriters are listening and i know you are that's not a thing (laughs) It's, it's not, not even close to a thing. It's not. It's ju- you just think it's a thing because a thousand movies say that it's a thing. And I don't care how many pills Bradley Cooper takes. It will never make I your do. brain. I do. I want him to stay healthy. 
Well, but I mean, in the context but of limitless. No, I know. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. He should not take a limitless amount of pills and uh, that that it doesn't your brain there. Pe- we just I think that comes from because you don't use all of your brain at once. And maybe that's what people are. But it's not a thing. It's it, not it's, real. It's a complete misunderstanding of. I think the closest that statement is to being accurate is that at any one time, maybe 10% of the neurons might be firing. Right. So you're not but using all then, of it. It's still probably way more than that. Yeah. But Which, through the course of a day, you definitely use 100% of your brain. It would be wild. <laughs> now, here you go. Okay. Look, this is this is a freebie. This isn't even a pitch because I don't want to write this because it sounds like too much research. But if someone wants to write their limitless or their version of this, Make it be someone who has to use 100% of their brain at all times, <laughs> meaning that like every region of their brain every is- neuron has to be firing all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it ends up being like, um, were those movies, the Jason Statham movies where- Oh, his, uh, Crank? Yeah, they're like crank, crank your brain. They're crank for your brain. <laughs> Yes. And it's someone who, if all of their neurons it, don't fire constantly, then they'll die- then and, the bus will explode. And so they have to figure out how to stimulate every single neuron all at once. That's not a bad pitch, actually. That's, you know what? There's I, a movie there. I take it back. We're writing this. So I thought <laughs> I was giving it to you, but I'm sorry no, if we're you keeping started. that one. Yeah. Sorry if you started uh, yeah, writing someone it. Someone has to keep all of their neurons firing at all times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and else they'll die. And there has to be some other reason that they need to accomplish a task before they die. It's crank, but with your brain. Yeah, it's good. It, and what we're going to do is we're going to write crank on a chalkboard and then an S with a dollar sign. And yep. then we'll explain. And that's the it. script. And then under it, we'll write for your brain. The title? Brainstorm. Holy shit. Holy shit, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. You might as well just write the S in brainstorm as a dollar sign because that so the, money's going to start just rolling in. Yeah. So it's brainstorm, but the S is a dollar sign. And that is our pitch. And <laughs> that is our script. <laughs> that is everything. And it stars Jay Baruchel and Jason Statham because come on. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. And I picture it that it, this is much like The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Statham's trying to get out of the having the to do life. the thing all of the time life so in a ring like situation if he can pass this on to jay baruchel then his curse has been lifted so he doesn't have to i mean yeah <laughs> hollywood give us a call you have our number we know you do yeah so and there's a part don't worry there's a part for for amy smart too we're bringing her back oh for sure amy yeah. smart Hell, we'll get the whole Varsity Blues cast back. We'll get <laughs> Scott Kahn. We'll get Eileen Larder. We'll yep. get uh, we'll get the Beak. We'll get them all. Oh man, if we got the Beak, oh the Beak. <laughs> Sorry, Jay, you just got cut. Yeah, it's it is the, the beak. beak now. No good people it's... die, and he always takes the nicer uh, path. Like he always sides with with poe over everyone else this is a movie about leadership and what leadership (laughs) means i think is what you're saying because we're you know it seems like you know the big bad guy cyrus the virus is the leader that everybody kowtows to at the beginning of this operation but the real leader ends up being cameron poe yeah Yeah, it's it's leading from the back versus leading from the front and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a dichotomy of leadership styles (laughs) that's it that's what it was. Really, yeah. 
this movie is really just a, a discourse on how to be a better boss. Yeah, these, <laughs> you can lead by example and uh, lead from the back a la Cameron Poe, or you can be the guy, you know, uh, cracking the whip from behind and I think and, what we're saying, forcing people on. What we're saying is if you're planning your next corporate retreat, show Con Air and then talk about <laughs> the sort of, you know, interpersonal communication skills on hand and who who effectively communicated. I think Steve Buscemi was really effective. Like we, he, yeah. he let us know what he wanted, how he viewed things, you know. Uh, maybe there's a question of communicating effectively. Like I need my insulin. Like you're, you're telling one guy that, but maybe, you know, it, it seems like Cyrus, the virus wasn't a bad guy. Maybe he would have gotten you that needle. You know, you gotta, you gotta Is be willing. Is your regional manager more of a Cyrus, the virus <laughs> or a Cameron Poe? So I think what we're saying is that, uh, if your business needs some professional development that Joel, Aaron and I are here to help yeah. with the Conair business program. Look, and as we always say, you got to put the bunny in the box, but you got to think outside it. Dogs were reacting to Jesse Eisenberg and Christina Ricci as if they were uncomfortable around them, suggesting again that dogs were aware that they were turning into werewolves, but then the dog turned into a werewolf. They were aware they were wolves. Yes. All werewolves. Which, by the way... Hollywood, while we're at it, um, Andy and I have been working on a script called Oh Werewolves, and uh, it's about werewolves, but they're they're very socially active, like socially the, conscious, woke, if yeah, you will. Yeah, they're kind of woke, you know, and that's they're you know they're social justice warriors is really if we're being honest about it, and they're trying to fix the planet, but they can only fix it at night during a full moon, so they're limited in their agency. But true to my artistic vision, well, our artistic vision, I shouldn't take all the credit. Uh, they do bite a lot of people in the nards. I want to I'm fully OK giving you full credit because that was all <laughs> the all the good nard pitches were from you. Yeah, it's only uh, a shame if people knew how many that I pitched and how many, you know, they say kill your darlings and we had to lose like 80, 90 percent of them. Just to and get still under 700 <laughs> nard bites. But every time they do it, that's actually how then someone will be like, I should recycle. Like, that's it's kind of how it works. <laughs> I'll buy a hybrid car. Yeah. And then it's um, like, if you let go of my nards, I promise my carbon footprint will be reduced. And then you just see the guy walk like all the way to the Prius dealership with the werewolf like attached. <laughs> He's just dragging him by the nards to the Tesla dealership. And then it's not as soon as he signs the paperwork, then the immediately wolf releases. Yeah. And all, I mean, the hardest part is they have to find a Tesla dealership that's all night. Because it has to be oh, during a full moon. Oh, there's plenty 24-hour Tesla dealerships. Yeah. Because <laughs> it has to be during a full moon. Because we right. are very particular about the details. We're not going to let it, you know, drop the no, ball we're not on gonna, that. We're not going to slack on our, um, our lore. And we also, there's huge stretches in the movie where it's like the werewolf shows up and like does cool stuff. And then you just have to wait for the next full moon. So there's weeks go by. <laughs> yeah. This movie is shot in real time. Yeah, it's it's like boyhood. <laughs>
We got the crew together once a month for 16 years. So you you really see everyone age by the end. Yeah. And, and, but the thing is- Inspired I, by the, the chaos of this movie. Which like, the thing is like, you think that that would be a deterrent, but what's cool about it, because it's all werewolves, is the planet is getting so much worse every time we get back together. So we get to write in- all of the new, new trauma and catastrophe. Yeah, it's like oh, you know, landslide. You know, like sinkholes. Yeah, so it's it really it's been kind of good for it. Gives us time to catch up. Yeah, and you know, it's we're editing it live. You know, it's 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 very look. It's it's loose on the set. You know, we we like to let everyone have fun. You know. Yeah, we'll let you know. We have our scripted takes. We let people riff a little bit. We do one as scripted and then one where they can say whatever they want. Yeah, we call that James Woodsing. Which confused a lot of people because when you say, look, you you can James Woods this one, the looks you get and you're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 hold on. You can improvise. Right, so the classic movie Vampires. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, they're like, I thought you meant harass Amber Tamlin. Our talk there, uh, and this is a complete digression, uh, just made me think that uh, in the early 90s, Vince McMahon missed the boat by not having a wrestling chef. How did you know? How did that, how not, did that not happen? How did that not happen? Like, yeah, because that there was, was a like, cop, a plumber, a hockey player. Yeah. A yeah. race car driver, a barber, a guy who likes snakes. Did you say dentist? Because, you know, I got to get I didn't I, say dentist, yeah. but dentist. Yeah, you got to get Isaac Yankum in there. You know yes. that I. <laughs> uh, why wasn't there and like why wasn't his like heel move just like blowing paprika in someone's face or even yeah i mean god so many possibilities like obviously you can do the thing like where he makes a really fancy cake and someone falls into it you could have done that like he could have man imagine okay you have the knives that are just a threat anyway yeah so yeah but also i was thinking like maybe he has a manager who's his sous chef and like hangs out the mater d or the mater oh my god it, yeah much like paul bearer his manager is just named the mater d and one of the he wears a full tuxedo and then like one of the things he does is when the ref is distracted he just throws a rolling pin into the ring for like the chef to clock or like his, a pan or a pan there's so Why, many it's weapons a frying pan yeah there's so many weapons in a kitchen like so also, many weapons in a kitchen. Also, the late 90s were really big on like the beer truck, the milk truck. Like you could have had a wine truck. You could have had like, you know, just, just a truck of drawn butter. Yeah, a truck of butter. You could have just had a bunch of eggs, like just like a, a flatbed full of like <laughs> cartons of eggs that someone like so much possibility. They Because the thing is, they've done food gross out stuff. But like, yeah, how did you not have a chef? How did you not have a wrestling chef? I don't get it. Named like Gordo Slamsey. I mean, that's a, I think the early 90s is a little too early for that. <laughs> okay. But. Who was who was uh, who was really popular as a chef in the early 90s? Um, I mean, Paul Prudhomme was sort of the big TV chef, I think, at that point. Yeah. But that's uh, the, there's something maybe maybe there's something there. I don't know. Also, because the chef should be French and then we, we, you know, wrestling fans don't like French people. So that's right. He's that, such an easy heel. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, also, his finisher could have been like the chef's kiss. Yeah. Oh, man. Where are you at, Vince? Like, come on, God, Vince. If you had a time issue, do it now. Screw it. <laughs> Just. Just 
throw back. Maybe that's what they need. They've been kind of stagnant What's creatively. What's Baron Corbin up to? Make him a chef. <laughs> we were trying to decide if we the, which one we were going to do. And so we, we watched the trailers. The reason that I felt very strongly that I wanted to watch this episode was because uh, Joey Coco Diaz uh, dressed up as a woman and pretended to be real life supervillain Dean Cain's wife in a honeymoon suite. And so I was very excited for that. Not nearly enough time spent on that. Oh, plot. God, no. Oh, man, yeah. that was infuriating to me. Like, I was like, do you know this? Your fu- logic was sound. It's the funniest pitch that you've had in either of these two movies. And you even you make it clear they show up at the front desk and they're like, we're on our honeymoon. And the guy is unflappable. He's like, oh, congratulations. There is, that should have been the first five minutes of this movie. And there should have been multiple scenes of all of the like i feel like they should have stolen someone's reservation for the honeymoon suite there should have been all these like planned like couple spas and like you know all these couples events that they do for that there was so much like romantic candlelight dinner by the snow fort that then like they have they have to do to keep up appearances appearances that they're and that I would also hope if I if you and I were scripting this, which we should have, and we are available because they've made a lot of these. And if you want to make more, Andy and I will write these. Uh, but I would have had it be like that. Joey Coco Diaz gets kind of into it. And in this it hurt that the Dean Kane isn't. Uh, and they have the scene where it's like, we're here on our honeymoon and you're yeah. not paying me any attention. Oh, yeah. it writes itself. Yeah. Which also, I mean, then you could really if you really want to do the holidays thing, maybe Dean Kane picks. His fake honeymoon with Joey Coco Diaz over the necklace. Maybe. And maybe it's uh, the real love that they had found along the way all, all along. Yeah, because we still... Or have... he just stays as real life villain Dean Kane. <laughs> yeah, and, and Joey Coco Diaz realizes he could do better. And then then he could... Uh, <laughs> he could fall in love with... Is it, what's the guy? Is it Vincent? Um, the guy who played Big Pussy in The Sopranos. Oh, Vincent Spadafore. Yeah, yeah. They could fall in love and be a couple that looks exactly like each other. Uh, oh, with, man. I would, I would watch a movie with Coco Diaz and Vincent Spadafore playing an, an elderly gay couple. It'd be Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, it would win all the Academy Awards. Also, just since since I that came to mind and I brought that up, I would like to point out that I watched uh, the Mini Saints of Newark this year and when... Coco Diaz popped up. I was utterly convinced that it was Vincent. <laughs> I was like, oh, they got him back. That, okay, so he's playing like, like a, you know, like big pussies, like ancestor, you know, like a, you know, like a someone older. No, no, it's Coco Diaz, but I cannot distinguish those two men. They look very similar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so- I, w- I would, I would watch a movie. Oh, and they're like these two elderly Italian men, even though Coco Diaz is Cuban. Um, or maybe have him be an, an old Cuban and an old Italian guy. They find love. Oh, man, they're going to have different the cri- ball court. And, and they're going to have different uh, Christmas traditions that they're going to have to, you know, lasagna and, you know, Cubanos or, you know, like they're going to have to. Like, oh, bring I their could two- go for some lasagna and Cubanos. That does sound delicious. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there into the world right now. That's a spoiler. Now, Andy and I are doing a new podcast called Lasagna and Cubanos where we just no, eat No, that's those. the title of the movie, Lasagna and Cubanos. And that's what they call each other. Oh, my yeah. God. Those are pet names for each other. They're pet names. He's, that that uh, jo- uh, Vincent Spadafore is uh, lasagna and Joey Diaz is uh, Cubanos. <laughs> Oh, man. 
And then there's like some really heartfelt scene at the end where they've had a fight and uh, Coco Diaz is like in a restaurant and the waiter, he's by himself and it's it's New Year's Eve. And uh, right. Because they had a fight because they had a fight on Christmas and uh, the waiter is like, um, do you know what you want? And then he looks at the waiter, tears in his eyes and just goes, I want lasagna. And then he just gets out of the restaurant and runs. And just you see him full speed. run, but then immediately gas out and be like. <sighs> but what we didn't see is that Vincent was also running at the same. So they actually once he's like, <gasps> he's there because he was coming to the restaurant. And then they hug, share a passionate kiss, fade to black, roll credits, Academy then- Awards our way. When I was looking at the, the credits, they list him as Jack Christmas, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone has the Christmas name. And it's like, so wait, I was trying to figure out where he fit in until they sort of I was like, oh, wait, we forgot to tell everyone he was the brother. No one's going to pay attention. Let's just <laughs> let's just let him right. know at the end. Jack, yeah, it really. It really was right at the end. Jack Christmas sounds like a Netflix diehard knockoff. One hundred percent. I would watch a Netflix diehard knockoff with John Cleese as Jack Christmas. I just I want to put that into the world. Too. Yeah, 100 percent. And, and, and I'm talking like 80 year old John Cleese. Too, yeah, now not, you know, I assume yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. There you have it. Solid gold. All of them. Andy, I, I don't know if you peeked outside during while we were playing the clips but i assume there's bags of money so much money waiting for us at this point yeah i i thought i heard a truck backing up yeah it's the same one that will smith that for wild wild west that flatbed that they paid right um Uh, also before we were out we'll be out in a second but apologies to vincent pastore whose name we messed up in that pitch and uh why i hope that that does not dissuade him from starring in uh, Lasagna and Cubanos, because I do think it will be... It's the vehicle that he needs. It'll be an indie darling. It, it'll... I Trust me, Sundance will love it. And... It'll play uh, big and can. Like, it, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that one. I, I, th- I mean, there's a lot of good pitches in there. There, there are movies... I don't know that I would, like, rush out to see them, because, you know, I usually wait on some of those types of things, but, like... There are movies there that would for sure make money. All you want to see Trading Blows. Trading Blows I want to see. You guys see that in the theater. Yeah. You packed theater for Trading Blows. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the rock movies would make money. Yeah. Uh, Lasagna and Cubanos would make money. But that um, one you can watch at home. That one, watch at home with your girl, you know, or your guy. Yeah, you just, know, with yeah. your significant other. You your special up. That's friend. a good, good, good date night. Friends with benefits. Like, we, I don't care. Someone you met on Craigslist. Like, I, we're not judging here. Like, whoever you want to cuddle up with and watch lasagna and cubanos point being you're getting laid that night oh yeah guaranteed yeah i mean we get money you get laid i don't see what the problem is now there were i mean oh werewolves come on yeah brainstorm license to print money there are so many good ideas in there that i forgot some of them that we're just throwing them out every week and here's the thing we're getting ready this is 2022 like just wait. You think those pitches are good? We've yeah, got they're gonna 35, be 35 more pitches for The Rock. Easy. Um, and if you do need any uh, professional development for your business, uh, Aaron, Joel, and I are ready to go at a moment's notice. 
Yeah, I think we're expanding out anything that people will pay us uh, yeah, to promote. We're happy. If we'll to do, do cameos. It. Why not? Yeah, and uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and call it here. Thank you so much for listening for the year. Thank you for all, all the people that you heard in those clips. Yes. Yeah, to John and Jess and uh, Jason and Kim and Aaron and Jill. Yeah, thank you to all those. Thank you to all of our guests all this year. That was a big change for us, making all the guests. Thank you for coming down memory lane with us. Uh, stay tuned for big things in store for 2022. Yeah, including uh, the, the rest of this month, Spider-Man movies. So look forward Boom. to that. And remember, the real silver lining is the movies that we pitched along the way. Silver Linings Playback is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. And we give our stamp of Curioso approval to the podcast that you're listening to right now. 